Presenterov? Do we know that? Do we say? Dude, are you serious? Yeah. Are you fucking serious right now? I might have tried to push okay, but you Let literally it. just asked me that, and I said, yeah, it's me. I've got it written here, bro. And you went, word. I was in my notes. Sorry. No, you were looking at me when we had that discussion. Nope. You're out of control. No, nope. see, control. now you're adding visual, so there's no way to out fucking double check. Control. Because our audience can't confirm anything. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your full spoiler reread podcast, George R.R. R. Martin's. A Song of Ice and Fire series. I'm Nate. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and brother. Hey. I said brother with a lot of angst. Oh, yeah, you I really didn't, did. I didn't intend for it to come what out What up? I'm bad. Zach, and this is my angsty brother, Nate. Yeah. And he's upset today for some reason. Maybe we'll find out. Who knows? Stay tuned. So, a couple of preparatory messages. Preparatory. You know, because I like to make up words. They're just letters and words put together. They don't control us. I do what I want. We have some kind of new concert going on nearby, and so if you hear some bumping beats in the background, sorry for that. I'll try and edit anything. The joys of Southern California. There's always something fucking going on. Yeah, so... Wow. It's been a pretty slow week in Game of Thrones terms, I do believe. Yeah, it's... Things have slowed down, and and it's not bad. I mean, it's still good. There's, There's... Fire and Blood content. Yeah, it gives us a chance to catch up on reread. Yeah, and this reread has just been spectacular. In, I mean, yeah. I, I've already reread this series, but I'm still like, oh, that's new. Never noticed yeah, that before. Yeah, all these extra things that Which we're picking up on, especially reading it from this perspective. So last episode, we read Danny 5, Chapter 46 of Game of Thrones. Danny did some heart munching. Yeah, she did. She's and then... a heart muncher. She, I don't have anything else prepared that's, that's for That's too bad. That. Yeah. That's too bad. It was a good one. It would have been great. There was so, some Cowbell. Yeah, there was definitely some Cowbell, and we lost a major character, so we thought. I was pretty... The first time I read Viserys's crowning, it blew my fucking mind. I think that... we And we kind of ta- talked about that a little bit, but I think that's an accurate statement, that Viserys Targaryen really is sort of the first major character that we get, because Jon Aaron happens off-screen... Uh, we know the significance of him to one of the characters that's significant to us, but we didn't really yeah, yeah. have that bond. And then, like, Jory Cassell. Well, that's a, you know, we like Jory. We like He's Jory. not really a major Again, character. Again, that's another player. sort of association. We like Jory because we like Ned. Exactly. And so it's the household guard thing. Like, yeah, yeah the so Starks. We like Viserys everybody. Viserys is one of the biggest characters we've lost to date. And so, yeah, it was it blew it, me away it was great. Uh, he got he got the crown he, he demanded. And Danny also, just touching on it, got the prophecy that in her womb is the stallion who mounts the world and that just plays a huge role in her story yeah and we touched on that in that uh, episode as well so the last time this week we're reading ned 13 13. so the last time we saw ned he was hanging out with cersei lannister in the godswood unlucky 13 you think that has to do with anything Maybe. His 13th chapter. You think he George planned it that way? Who knows? Maybe. Who knows what the fuck George Tur- plans when he's sitting there. So anyway, we get that Ned is walking, in the open of this chapter, Ned is walking through the crypts beneath Winterfell as he had a thousand times before. And as he's walking, the kings of winter watched him pass with eyes of ice. The direwolves at their feet turned their great stone heads and snarled. So... Full, I mean, obviously, he, this is a dream sequence, but 
Ned is unwanted in the crypts is essentially what I'm getting here. I think, um, I don't know if it's necessarily that he's unwanted so much as it's saying that he's being, what he's doing, his next steps that he moves forward with are being watched, are being watched and very heavily judged by Which his Which has been a theme fathers. of him. And it's very stark where it's very, you know, are you going to honor tradition and loyalty and honor or are you going to wing it and fucking? So my next thought was was the the kings of winter are only watching him, and obviously we know the kings of winter are the old previous right, before they yeah the rulers of Winterfell, mm-hmm. all that. But it's the direwolf who seems aggressive. Do you think that's because he killed Lady? Um, perhaps. Like the uh, snarling just seems because they're not just watching him; they're snarling, and snarling is usually either a warning to back off or that danger is ahead or a threat and so i would see it more as the warning thing honestly yeah that, that, there's well, kind like, of this growl they're just you know acknowledging that he's there and watch your step watch what you're doing i i just love the crypt stuff so yeah I it's like good to, but, so he approaches his father's crypt with brandon his brother and liana his sister on either side and he's hearing the the promise me coming from Liana's statue. Well, it's a, it straight up says that Liana's statue whispered, promise yes. me, Ned. And she also wore a garland of pale blue roses and her eyes wept blood. Now, I I know that there's going to be the immediate, you know, do the pale blue thing. I think that the, the pale blue roses at this point don't have a, a huge overlying meaning that it's more trying to associate that with Liana, like building that well it's associating that with like that that's yeah that's sort of the representation of this sort of whole story is liana and then even i think that's compounded here with the tears of blood the tears of blood aren't for her own pain and suffering it's that she she lost her child here and essentially the and this is obviously going off of the reveal that Rhaegar and Lyanna secretly married and yada yada yada. So, when so I, like it's love lost to me type yeah. thing that there's this sadness. The pale blue roses are sort of this sad representation yeah, yeah. of the love lost, the family that was destroyed. So when they, when it said the blood, the tears of blood, I kept thinking of the eerie. Mm. And uh, Alyssa's uh, tears, Alyssa's tears yeah. and how she was in agony and the the pain and um, which actually then also yeah I didn't make that th- which then made me think of Catelyn I didn't make that connection that's there. interesting yeah no that that's a uh, I'm sure that because they're very similar that's the whole mm-hmm, he spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in the eerie talking about that and the image of these type of statues these busts of people weeping blood isn't really a new one that's always sort of the spooky theme if if something goes weird with these sort of statues in these stories. But the fact that, yeah, you mentioned Alyssa so much, and then we get this, and that's an interesting point. But anyway. So Ned wakes up to, uh, immediately from that dream. To- Lord Eddard! Someone's pounding on the door. Doo, 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 doo. And so Ned, yeah, he jerks upright. Blankets are all tangled around yeah, him. Yeah, goes and answers the door. He and, answers uh, the door groggy and naked, which I respect. Ned, don't give you a know? fuck. Just going to do it. And so, <laughs> yeah, Tomard and Kane are there, and between them is the king's own steward. And do we know his name? I, I think it was said at some point earlier on, but I never wrote it down. Probably. Right? So I'm quite mad But at it says that, that uh, Ned isn't able to glean much from the steward's face. 
and his, it says his face had been carved of stone, which yeah. I really thought was interesting considering he was just dreaming about the ancient kings, these statues watching him. Yeah. And now he's seeing this. And it's almost like we, we're not supposed to know what those ancient kings wanted because how are you supposed to glean something from a face of stone? So the steward's kind of like a douchebag here. Yeah, and he just is. says that the king absolutely demands Ned's presence at once. He says commands. Commands, commands your presence. Yeah, I made sure to read. and and I like I really don't think that was the situation. I think it was like somebody getting Ned here. Like, yeah, yeah. And so um, this... I honestly could absolutely see it as Robert being like, "I'm dying, bring me Ned." Yeah, now. Um. So Ned takes him in, it gets dressed, and he he goes with them. You know, there's... he. She's he a made, Valerian dagger yeah, so I have in that his preparation scene. as he's getting dressed with his hand of the king pin and all this stuff. So I like that but while he's getting dressed, he's he's cursing Robert. It's about oh, yeah. damn time this son of a bitch finally got yeah, back from Yeah, he decided to and, come back from hunting. And, you know, not realizing. And But, yeah, I really so, uh, like that, too, that he put the Valerian yeah. steel dagger there. With so him. They, they set out, and the Red Keep is dark as Kane, Tomard, and Ed head toward and across the inner bailey. And it says that the royal apartments were in Mager's Holdfast, a massive square fortress in the heart of the Red Keep, behind 12-foot-thick walls and a dry moat lined with spikes, a castle within a castle, if you will. And so it's uh, we get that Sir Boros Blunt is guarding the far end of the yes. bridge. so this is the first person that he sees out there. And then within, Ned also passed Sir Preston Greenfield at the bottom of the steps. And finally, he runs into Sir Barry the Bold. Barry the Bold. Uh, he's guarding the door to Ned, uh, to Robert's bedchambers. Yeah, at the top. Now of the he steps. says that three he three men in white cloaks. He thought remembering, and a strange chill went through him. So, the fact that Ned even brings it up. You know, the last time he encountered three white cloaks like this, or not quite like this, but three, you know, Kingsguard, was the Tower of Joy. And he's ascending a tower currently. Now, in that tower, somebody he loves dearly mm-hmm. was dying in a pool of blood in their bed. Yeah. And now he's going up to the same exact Yeah, and it's thing. before he even knows what's, what's ha- happening. It's deja yeah. vu. And so it's and before technically we as readers know that this is happening. Oh, yeah, you no, know, Technically, yeah. if, you know, if we weren't full spoiler, we have no idea that Robert's laying dead dying, laying in his bed dying it there. And so Sir Barry's face was as pale as uh, his armor. And one look at Barry, and Ned knew something was dreadfully Stop wrong. Stop Barry. His name is fucking Barristan. It, Jesus. I like Barry. Yeah. Uh, Ned is starting to pick up that shit ain't right. So the steward opens the door and announces Ned, full titles and all, which just strikes me as odd. Like, you can kind of drop the fucking pleasantries at this point. But he opens the door and announces Ned, hand of the king, yada, yada, yada. Bring him here, Robert calls. And Ned notes that his voice is strangely thick. And so we get the description of the room that fires are going in twin hearths at either end of the room. The heat is suffocating now, in here. Something it doesn't mention for a little while uh, towards the end here is, you know, it'll mention it more as you find out that Renly is pacing in front of the window. The windows are also shuttered. So yeah. you've got this and stifling it's, heat. It says uh, the bed cha- the the fires gave the bedchamber a sullen red glare. The heat within was suffocating. So. You brought it up the the last Ned chapter, and it made me think of this here uh, more so than because I didn't pick up on it that first time like you did. But 
that Lannister red. Mm-hmm. This whole room has just got this red overcast in it. Yeah, you might as well just have a fucking singer in the corner you playing the reins well of cast in here. You may as well have Cersei Lannister sitting on the ends of the bed. Yeah. And just like, and so I thought that so was yeah, really cool. So yeah, we've got Robert's in bed. Old bitch Pycelle is hovering by mm-hmm. the bedside. Lord Renly is pacing in front of the shuttered windows. Servants are moving back and forth, tending to the fires. And Cersei Lannister herself sat on the edge of the bed. Her hair tousled as though she was roused from sleep, but her eyes showing not a hint of sleepiness as she watches Ned cross this room. And I love this gunslinger. We had a talk. Yeah. And we both know what could potentially happen at this very moment. Right now. And so she's just, yeah, weary as a cat, like it was described in the other uh, chapter with her and him. She's just watching Watching. him cross this room. So as Robert's going closer to the bed, he's noticed that Robert is getting closer to the bed. Crosses to the bed, isn't that what I said? You said Robert. As Robert crosses to the bed. Yeah, Yeah. so as Ned crosses, he notices that Robert still has his boots on. Booties. And, which it's, again, it's funny because I didn't quite know what was up the first time I read this. And just those little things really hint at, like, he wouldn't be in his bed unless he was carried there. Yeah. set in bed. And... Um, he, he's noticing all the clothes on the floor that are caked Yeah, a green doublet lay on, lay on the floor, slashed open and discarded, crusted with red-brown stains. The room smelled of smoke and blood and death, which uh, actually with our previous work experience, we actually do know, and that it's not a scent that you tend to forget. It's not pleasant. And so, yeah, it's just, this room is just stiflingly, yeah. grossly hot, like a sick room, mm-hmm. you would imagine. And the king's face was pale as milk as he tells Ned to come closer, come closer still. Ned. So and, Ned hobbles forward, grabs a bedpost to support himself, because his leg's still broken, don't forget, and he needs only a look at Robert to know how bad it actually is, and Ro- Renly speaks up saying, a boar... And his cloak is also splattered with blood, so clearly Renly was one of the men who helped carry him. And the king rasps back, a devil! And he then says, my own fault, too much wine, missed me damn thrust. And Ned picks up the blanket that's covering him and just sees the carnage. Yeah. He is torn from his crotch up to his chest, just ripped open. And the the smell makes um, Ned's stomach turn. And so Ned drops the blanket. He yeah. can't handle it. Ned kind of gets pissed uh, and asks where the rest of them were. And Sir Barristan, the king's guard, where were the people who were designed to protect, they specifically assigned to protect the king. And Renly says, we were there, but he commanded us to step aside. And Ned really doesn't have a rebuttal for that because that's exactly Robert. And so, yeah, he, Robert speaks up saying, stinks, stinks of death. Don't think I can't smell it. The bastard did me good, but I paid him back, Ned. And it says here, Robert smiles, and the king's smile was as terrible as his wound, his teeth red. Yeah, he's been coughing blood and just be. I, he's gross and... Drove a knife through its eye, ask them if I didn't ask them. And Renly says, truly. Yeah, he did. We brought the carcass back at Robert's command, and Robert says, for the feast. And he tells everyone to get the fuck out. I yeah. gotta talk to Ned. Out, 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 so out, out. So Cersei attempts to argue, and he just shuts that yeah, down no, right away. Immediately. Get the fuck out now. So Cersei Lee gathers up her pride and her skirts and led the way to the door. Renly follows. Pycelle hovers and offers out now, a cup of milk of the poppy. Do you think his hovering wasn't an attempt to hopefully 
just to sway this. I think it's. Something. I know. I think it's to just shut this conversation up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let Robert die. Yeah, Fuck yeah. him and put him to sleep. Yeah, and so he so, gives him the milk of the poppy, which Robert immediately knocks off the bedside table and says he's yeah. going to be dead. He'll sleep enough soon. Yeah. Get and the fuck out. Get out. Cell. And, yeah, the old bitch gives Ned just a stricken look as he hobbles out. And when they're alone, Ned immediately says, damn you, Robert. And his leg is nearly blinding him at this point with pain. But he thinks perhaps he's not blind from pain, but grief. Yeah, Ned as he's accepting yeah, exactly. what's happening here. Ned uh, asks him why he has to be so headstrong. And Robert re- replies with a, ah, fuck you, Ned. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah, Ned sits down. He lowers himself down onto the bed beside Robert as... He, as they're talking here, yeah. Robert breaks into uh, "You couldn't just let me hunt." I had, and he we hear that he had heard from Robar Royce, I think it was, that was sent to inform him that Ned had sent Dondarrion Gregor's head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he he kind of laughs about how he never told the Hound, so let's Cersei surprise <laughs> him with that news, and then he brings up the girl Daenerys. You were right, only a child. The gods sent the boar to punish me for that choice. Wrong. See, and it so was wrong. It took death for him to finally become the man that he should have been ruling as. Varys Littlefinger, even my brother, worthless. No one to tell me. No one but you, Ned. Only you. And so, yeah, we get this admittance of, like, it, it, it's sort of a posturing thing, and Robert lost himself in it, where... Ned was absolutely right. There's no, f- there's nothing fucking honorable or right good or about killing about a child. It just there's nothing good about it. So, yeah, it took death for him to see this. So he says, "Paper and ink, grab it. Write down what I tell you." And so Ned does so, and Robert lays it out. This is the will and last will and word of Robert Baratheon. Yeah, titles, you know titles. You know how it goes. I command Eddard Stark, titles, titles, to serve as Lord Regent and protector of the realm upon my death, to rule in my stead until my son Joffrey does come of age. And so as Ned is writing that, he comes to the, my son. Well, he wants, like, after Robert says that, he says Robert, and he wants to tell him everything. He wants to just, yeah, but he can't like seeing robert here in agony knowing that he doesn't want to cause him more the last you know few minutes of his life why do that and so he sneakily changes the word from son to heir yeah well he yeah he gets rid of my son joffrey and puts my heir in that way it's allowing that ambiguity so when ned reveals the stuff you know if everything we're playing ned's way he reveals that the kids are born of incest, the next of kin, so Stannis would take rights and yeah. if it's all bastards that he has. But it says that the deceit made him feel soiled, and I immediately thought of the chapter later, later on, I believe in Dance of the Soiled Knight. Yeah. And that's just uh, interesting that Ned feels like this is soiling his honor. And The lies we tell for love, he thinks to himself. Which is a... Uh, um, I have to think an immediate play on the things we do for the love. The things we do for love. Ned yes. and Jamie Lannister. Well, that's it. The, Ned, Mister Honorable, like, and that's what I think is so interesting here is that we hate Jamie Lannister at this point. We're going to love him. Mm-hmm. He's being. We've got the direct comparison there. That there's no lengths that any as honorable as Ned is. Ned will lie. Ned will the thing the lengths he'll he go has, to. He has. Yeah. Jamie is just as honorable, but we've only seen the deceit yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if that was all we had seen of Ned, we would feel the same well, way that's towards it. Ned if as we, we do Jamie. If we got a little bit of, like, 
Ned early on as he's telling these lies, we might be like, yo, like, why are you just telling people? Like, that's yeah. kind of fucked up. But instead, we get him as this the alpha, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the honorable lord, head of Winterfell, with all these kids that are raised really well and really manner, well-mannered. And so then we slowly start to learn of his pain and the things that trouble him. And so we kind of view it through this sympathetic lens of, we like Ned, so... Whatever happened back then must have just been tragic and really affected him, but he dealt with it honorably. And that's why in the show, when it was revealed, to me, one of the biggest things with Bran's flashbacks that was revealed was the fact that Arthur Dane got stabbed in the back and wasn't killed in a straight-on duel between Ned and him because Ned would have lost. So there was this whole story concocted about how Ned one-on-one defeated Sir Arthur Dane, the Sword of the Morning. And then Ned always claimed after that that he didn't like to fight in front of people because he didn't like men to know what he could do. Probably because Ned is an average swordsman. Yeah, he's not the guy, you know, he's no Jamie Lannister. He's, he's no Jamie no Lannister, Arthur Dane. yeah. If it wasn't for Howland Reed, he'd be fucked. According so, to the show. Yeah, so Robert uh, signs the form, the paper, and Ned asks him, like, you need to make sure you live, though. Like, don't fucking die. This realm needs you. And Robert's like, shut n- shut the fuck up, Ned. No. Yeah, he, he, he mentions Joffrey, too. He asks Ned to help him, help my son, make him better than me, Ned. And it's it's this it's this last gasp of this outpouring of, like, fuck, here's my life laid out before me before I die. And so here's all the things that I want corrected, even though... Yeah, so yada, you, yada. you jumped way far. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know. But, I yeah, know. so... The, uh, Coming back, Ned's, you know, Robert says, horse shit, the realm doesn't need me. You'll do way better for it than I ever did. So Ned tells him that the seal should be witnessed. Somebody should watch that happen while he's alive. And Robert starts kind of, I feel like this is part of the delirium and Robert's bravado, where Robert starts telling him, you need to save the boar and serve that on on my feast. Basically, his funeral feast is what he's saying. And he's like, I don't give a shit if you choke on him, but you need to promise me, Ned. And Ned says, I promise, and as he's saying that, Lyanna's voice is echoing in his, and again, it's that exact comparison of Mm, the Tower of Joy scene. The three nights, the bed of blood, promise me. And And I feel like the the information, this sealed letter of, uh, instead of this lie that Ned has to internally handle, it's this sealed letter of importance. I also thought it was interesting because just a little bit back, uh, when Robert's talking about how the realm doesn't fucking need him at all, he says, "I'm I the the king. The realm knows what a wretched king I've been. As bad as Ares, yeah. gods help me." And Ned, at this point, Robert has taken Ned's hand and is like squeezing his hand, and Ned tells him, "No, Never. not so bad as Ares, your grace. Not near so bad as Ares." And Robert manages a weak smile at that. So Robert, at this point, is comparing himself to the Mad King. He thinks he's fucked up that severely, which. I guess in a he slothful to, way he yes. did, but it's still like this. I mean, it's comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, he's not burning innocent people. Right, but, but he's not assisting the realm in any good capacity at all. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, Robert then uh, tells Ned that if it's not too late, get Varys to call off the assassination. Yeah, don't to let them do that shit. Which is one of the best moves he's made in a long time. Oh, yeah. One of the more selfless. Right. And 
So Ned calls everybody else back in. Yeah, he also that's when he delivers the help my help my son, help Joffrey, make him better than me. And then yeah, he closes his eyes and seemed to relax. And I assume that this is just getting it all out. Like he said, you know, fix Danny, that whole thing if you can, take care of my son. You're in charge. Here's so yeah, so when he said take care of my children, I liked that Ned you could tell that he was not thinking of and it's he also mentioned it in in his thoughts. Um, not of Joffrey and Tommen and Marcella, but of the bastards. And he says, I shall, uh, what was it, guard oh, your you children. See. Yeah, now you jumped ahead crazy. Only a little bit. That's okay. Because you were mentioning it anyway. Yeah. Um, saying that I shall guard your children as if they were my own. Mm-hmm. Granted, in hindsight, that's not that very, you know. Well, I mean, Ned doesn't, doesn't, have, much, yeah, doesn't but, have much time. Yeah, so. So, yeah, he, Robert closes his eyes, seems to relax, which is sort of the expunging of all that shit, I think, and then laughs, sort of, and says, killed by a pig, ought to laugh, but hurts too much. But Ned is not laughing, which is actually a direct quote, which I just like that line. Ned was not laughing. But Ned was not laughing. And uh, he asks if he should call the others back. I'm not pleased, Robert. Yeah, pretty much. Ned is not having it. And so, yeah, Ned asks if he should call the others back, and Robert says, as you will, and asks why it's cold in here. Like, yeah, all right, Robert ain't doing well. So the servants rush back in, start feeding the fires again. The queen was gone, which Ned thinks is some relief at least. If she had any sense, she would take her children and fly before daybreak. Robert doesn't seem to miss her at all, as he bids Renly and the old bitch Pycelle to bear witness as he presses his seal into the yellow wax that Ned Yes, and now finally with all of our jumping around, we reach the line that he actually delivers there. Um, cause he, he asked for some milk of the poppy. Give me something for the pain and let me die. He drinks deeply. And when told that, uh, he asked, he, he drinks asked, deeply. Yeah, so this, this line really, it's it showed sad. me how naive, yeah. and how innocent Robert, like this, he see, was this not has, ready to rule. This has the, to me, this is the same thing, but with a more sympathetic character as Viserys when he has the sword and he lowers it when Drogo promises him the crown and he smiles and says, that's all I wanted. And Danny's yeah. like, that's like, this to me is that moment for Robert where he asks after he drinks the milk of the poppy, he asks, will I dream? And Ned answers his friend, you will my Lord. And Robert says, good smiling. I will give Liana your love. Ned, take care of my children for me. So I, now Ned reacted again, like we mentioned. Yeah, he, he thinks of the I, bastards. But I think, because he had this weird feeling come over him, I don't think that was due to the bastards talk. I think that was the Liana. Yeah, message. yeah. Because one, you know, thinking very meta here, he does go and get to see the, the you know, Liana's in the afterlife or however that works. He's going to, it's going to be made very clear to him. You were a terrible person, and mm-hmm. she wanted nothing to do with you. You ruined your life for this figure, this idol. And so, yeah, he, he, because he, Ned just realizes all of that, in, as well as the fact that his kids are rotten, vile, incestual breeds of vermin or whatever. Yeah, thinks. yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I like that Ned sort of substitutes the bastards in for his promise, because he can't bring himself to lie to Robert, so... He thinks of little Bara and Maya in the Vale and Gendry and all the others. And, yeah, he says he'll guard them as if they were his own. So Robert nods and closes his eyes. And Ned watched as his friend sags softly into the pillows as the poppy washed the pain from his face. And sleep took him. 
And the old bitch sidles up on over to Ned. There he is. Yeah, Ned asks how long he has. And according to Pycel, Robert shouldn't be here yeah, now. He should be dead already. It doesn't make any sense I've whatsoever. I've never seen a man cling to life so fiercely. And Renly, uh, Renly speaks up, mm-hmm. yeah, saying, My brother was always strong. Not wise, perhaps, but strong. And, uh, Which goes to, you know, at least help bolster his legacy. You know, in his in his day, Robert was a, a big, strong fucking... I honestly kind of picture Robert a little bit every time I hear speak of Mormont, the, Jor Mormont the bear. Mm. I just think of this hulking fucking... Yeah, like, yeah. Robert, like, Baratheon. Because does he have any, like, nicknames? You know, there's Barristan the Bold. You know, you've got all those kinds of... The usurper. I, I feel well, the usurper, right, and the <laughs> king. But like, I feel like if he wasn't king, he would be that big hulking dunk the lunk, like this big fucking yeah, yeah. honorable. He's a he's an alcoholic. He gets around with the whores, but he's just a knight. He's just a like that's what Robert should have been. Yeah, a fucking no, he should knight. not. He should never should have been crowned. That was the whole fall of Robert Robert Baratheon was him being crowned. And, yeah, at this point, anyway. we get a little bit more of that, where Ned thinks, with Renly speaking up, Ned thinks that Renly might have been Robert's ghost as he stood there, young and dark and handsome. And Renly then again continues, He slew the boar, his entrails were sliding from his belly, yet somehow he slew the, slew the boar, gods help us. And Ned con- kind of confirms it, saying, Robert was never le- one to leave the battlefield so long as a foe remained standing. And so they head outside. Yeah, and he turns, Ned turns to Barristan the Bold as they're leaving, and he says that nobody's to enter this room without Ned's leave. Yeah. And I wonder if uh, Barristan would take that to mean Pycelle and Cersei. Ah. Uh, I think he would. I mean, Barristan follows orders, so I think he would. I think he'd say, you know, the hand commanded and... Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, because Barristan's... Uh, not, poor fucking Barristan the Bold. Because, like, just the shit that he's dealt with in his life between Ares dying by one of, you know, his brothers yeah. and all that. Um, he says, It shall be as you command, seeming old beyond his years. And he says, I have failed my sacred trust. Yeah, he's putting it on him. He thinks it's all his fault. And, like... You poor motherfucker. You so poor, Ned poor speaks fuck. up saying, even the truest knight cannot protect a king from himself. Robert loved to hunt, and there was no knowing that this one would be his death. And so, Bar- I, I don't think really it helped too much, but Barristan says, you're kind of say so, Lord Eddard. And Ned kind of hits the hammer home and Here says the king himself blamed the wine. Yeah. And so Barristan nods saying he was reeling in the saddle by the time we flushed it out. But... I wonder, Sir Barristan asks Varys <laughs> so quietly, who gave the king the wine? Yeah, Ned hadn't heard him approach with his weird little slippers. And do you so... think he came out of the king's room behind them? I, I absolutely do. Yeah. Like, because I feel like he has. I think he was in that. there. Yeah, the whole time. I think he was I in agree. there. Yeah. And so he was slipping out with them at this point. Yeah. And so, yeah, we learned that Robert's squire. The wine came from the king's own wineskin, and his squire, and, and more than one. He had more than one wineskin because hunting the, is thirsty. You know, work. the main one that was fetching all of that wine was Mister Lancel Lannister. And these leading questions from Varys immediately recall in Ned's mind the breastplate stretcher incident where the t- he met the two Lannister right. squires, and so he asks which one it was, and Barristan answers the, the elder, elder Lancel. 
And Varys says, oh, I know the boy well. Sir Kevin Lannister's son, Lord Tywin's nephew and cousin to the queen. I do hope he doesn't blame himself. Children are so vulnerable in their inner, in, in the innocence of their youth. How well I do remember. So I want to just point this out now. That's what the fuck Barrist in the Bold is doing. Yeah. Right there. Like, and he's comparing that kind of behavior to the innocence of children. Mm-hmm. And one of the most noble knights in the realm is feeling that Yeah, he's blaming guilt. himself in a pretty blameless situation. I mean, what we also know that, yeah, this is kind of set up so Robert would die and fuck up like this with Lancel getting him drunk. Right. But... It's still the fact that, like, Barristan was like, well, it was my job to protect him, so mm-hmm. it's all my fault. It's I all... wish I was never born. <laughs> and and the, so... Anyway, the tra- talk of the children. Well, Ned thinks in his head that, no doubt, Varys was once a child, but Ned doubts that Varys was ever innocent, which... Maybe before he became a eunuch, before he lost his nibbly bits. Uh, see, I, again, just think this is Ned's ignorance like Varys is one of the few people you actually should be trusting here and or if not trusting at least listening to their words and their advice and so ned immediately mentions robert's change of heart yes. having concerning daenerys and that he wants it stopped and Varys is like oh shit already sent those letters i'll see what i can those do those birds but... have flown but we'll try to stop. So he's going to do what he can. Yeah. And he bows and leaves silently. And so uh, Ned continues on his way. And we get Renly catches up with Ned as Kane and Tomard are helping him across the bridge out of Maker's Holdfast. And man. And Renly. You could have saved everything right here, Ned. Dismiss. It says, send your men away. And Ned does. And Renly's sort of being sketchy, glancing around at Sir Boros and checking all the men and everything. And he asks, that letter, was it the Regency? Has my brother named you Protector? I have 30 men in my personal guard and other friends besides. Give me an hour and I can put a hundred swords in your hand. And Ned stupidly asks, and what would I do with a hundred swords? Yeah, so this right here is, I think, the ultimate decision that leads to Ned's downfall. Strike. Now, while the castle sleeps, we must get Joffrey away from his mother and take him in hand. Protector or no, the man who holds the king holds the kingdom. We should seize Marcella and Tommen as well. Once we have her children, Cersei would not dare to oppose us. The council will confirm you as Lord Protector and make Joffrey your ward. And so, yeah, Renly, Renly is aware of what's happening. Like, and this is this should be Ned's first clue that everyone is aware that Cersei they're bastards, bad, that, that they're no bastards, good stuff. that yeah. this is not Robert's true boy. Well, even if he's not like. Because Ned might not be bright enough to understand that he's aware that it's the bastards. But the fact that Cersei is going to try to claim that protection. This is, this is a vital move. moment right yes. now. Like, and so if he had moved forward with Renly here, they would have had the children. Cersei wouldn't have had anything. The small council would have been required to listen to that sealed letter from the king himself, which would have proclaimed Ned in charge. Mm -hmm. Ned would have then revealed the incestual background, leading to Stannis being crowned, which would have pissed Renly off because he had moved forward trying to get this to go this way. But that still would have happened that way. Ned would most likely be alive still. The, you know, the girls wouldn't, just the rest of the series wouldn't have happened yeah. if Ned didn't do this. Ned regards him coldly. Robert is not dead yet, and gods have mercy, shall he? I will convene the council to hear his final words, but I'll not dishonor his last hours by shedding blood in his halls and dragging frightened children from their beds. 
and I think it's interesting because we get uh, a painting at this point that they're on this bridge over these spear points they're in the middle of this bridge over these spear points and it's like glinting in the moonlight and yeah. it just it feels dangerous like you can start to feel king's landing is getting like yeah shit is moving now like it's it's getting dangerous here very quickly and so renly takes a step back taut as a bowstring and he says every second gives cersei time to prepare by the time robert dies it may be too late for both of us. And so Ned still refuses, and uh, I think this is where he says, you know, Robert may still yet live. Mm-hmm. The gods are merciful. And Renly comes back with a, but the Lannisters are not. Yeah. And then he just leaves. Yeah, he leaves. He's done with Ned. Because Renly has the right of it. If Joffrey is crowned, and this is why I think he does not He does know about the Bastards. If, if Joffrey's crowned, the first targets become Robert's legitimate heirs, which yeah. aren't the bastards. Right. They're Renly and Stannis. Exactly. So Renly is terrified. Renly's turning here, and he he's leaving. He's getting Loras Tyrell, right. and they're he's bouncing. Going to, they're, going. they're going to Highgarden mm-hmm. right now. Renly's fucking out this city. We built this city, but, but we know that he's dead if he doesn't. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, and Stannis knew that long Stan- ago. Yeah, Stannis. That's is, why he's tucked yeah. himself away, and he's pulling team. swords to him now. Exactly. Stannis is building up his own levies, and so Ned returns to his own chambers, weary and heartsick, and he wonders if refusing Renly was right. And he says that there's no honor in threatening children. Yet, if Cersei refused, or Cersei chose to fight rather than flee. He might have needed the men. See, and this is what pisses me off, is now that he's already made the decision, he's now he considers yeah, yeah. Now he starts thinking about what could be happening. You should have thought of this shit down on that bridge, saying, actually, yeah, if we don't, and she does decide to be crazy, if she hasn't fled already, then she's building up her shit, yeah. and we do need to prepare Yeah, for too this. little, too late here, Ned. So he decides that he wants Littlefinger, and he sends Kane to go get Littlefinger. Then he turns to Tomard, and begins mentioning the wind witch that's sailing out tomorrow yeah. and he says that you are to stop at dragonstone along the way and deliver a letter so to... before we get to yeah uh, he i like that he told kane to take as many men necessary as necessary to find Littlefinger with oh him. search every Go. brothel do yeah. whatever you have to do to get him as many people then he tells tomard he asks him who's commanding that group and how many men and he finds out that it was you know 10 men Prestors I think was the name or something like that I didn't write it down yeah. and 10 men and he says no double, double it, it to 20 and you personally will lead them you will take the girls because yeah. I know that you at least have and he think it's you know he just has more trust in Tomard's yeah, yeah, the he, he wants, the yeah, he's more concerned about his daughters getting the fuck yeah. out. And then he does, like you mentioned, he tells him, you need to stop at Dragonstone on your way. You need to take this uh, letter that I will give you and deliver it to Stannis. You are not to give it to, to his steward. You're not to give it to his wife. You're not to give it to Moonboy for all I care. Yeah. Nobody but Stannis Baratheon himself. So Tomard leaves, and Ned just kind of is pondering everything, the de- Robert's death and the children. So he gets out ink and paper, and he begins to write his letter to Stannis. And he thinks how he needs Stannis, as Jamie and Tywin are not the type of men to suffer disgrace once he does what he wants to do with Cersei and gets her basically under custody. So he chooses each word carefully and seals his letter. And he thinks that his regency would at least be short. So I think that this point right here... This is Ned comparing directly to uh, Viserys, where he's thinking, oh, his like you said, his regency will be short because Stannis will come and, and name his own hand, yeah. and so Ned will get to go home. He's still got that, you know, 
oh, there's there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. The I, oh, I'm going to yeah. get what I want. And so that that's ending real soon here, that, that wishful. Yeah, but the thought of Winterfell makes him smile, and he realizes that he just wants to see his family. It's so hard. He wants to play with his kids and, and sleep with, not sleep with, but like lay in Cuddle bed with Cat again. And, yeah. yeah. And so Kane and Desmond return with Littlefinger between as, them. Right as he's sealing that fucking And Littlefinger's up. looking dapper. He comes sauntering and in, Ned I'm sends sure. those two away. And so basically <laughs> Littlefinger already knows the king's condition. And Ned pretty much confirms for him that he was named protector of the realm. Because Varys has hinted as much. And then when he brings it up, Ned kind of goes off the handle and confirms it for him. And then he gets pissed off at Varys, you know, for knowing everything and having ears everywhere. And that and... Catelyn must be right. He must be into some blackmail magic bullshit fool yeah and so Varys uh Littlefinger says excellent you're learning yeah because Ned says he doesn't trust Varys except he's not learning because then he lays out his entire plans to Littlefinger he tells him about the true parentage all of it and Littlefinger raises an eyebrow and says shocking in a tone that does reveals that he clearly knows absolutely everything since he's the one that orchestrated it. So he says, so by rights, uh, Ned says, so by rights, the throne passes to Lord Stannis, the elder of Robert's brothers. And Littlefinger strokes his beard and says, unless... And Ned goes off saying, there is no unless. Stannis is the heir. Nothing can change that. And Littlefinger lays it out. Stannis can't take the throne without your help. You'd be wise to help Joffrey succeed. And again, yeah. So he he. So I, I, I put that he, uh, Littlefinger gives him a counter offer. You could do that, or or we make Joffrey secede. He gets to have the throne in years after you serve as Lord Protector. Well, before you get too into it, Ned asks him, "Have you no shred of honor?" And he says, "Oh, a shred, surely." And then he goes, yeah, into into his plan that uh, you were describing. Yeah, yeah. So um... <laughs> Stannis is no friend to you or me. He's hard, iron, and unyielding. He'll thank you for the crown, but he will not love you for it, and his ascent will surely mean war. Stannis will not rest until Cersei and her bastards are dead, and you think Lord Tywin will sit idly by while his daughter's head is measured for a spike? Casterly Rock will rise, and not alone. Stannis is not a forgiving man. Every man who once fought under the dragon banner will have reason to fear. Seat Stannis on the Iron Throne, and I promise you, my lord, the realm will bleed. I like that. That, because Stannis is what I think Daenerys will eventually become. But more, she has the more light side version of it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas she's... She thinks she's doing it for the good of the realm. He does it because it's justice and it's how it's supposed to be done for the good of the law. Because he's fucking lawful good. Lawful, yeah. In I think he's just lawful neutral. Just fucking no. It's by the law. The end. Nothing else. Mm. Um, and where was I? I? Lost my place. Son of a bitch. We're way over here now. Yeah. So we we get the on the other side of the coin. Joffrey is 12, and Robert gave you the regency. The power is yours, Lord Stark. All you need to do is reach out and take it. Make peace with the Lannisters. Release the imp. Marry Sansa to Joffrey and your younger daughter to Tommen. Arya to Tommen and Rob to Marcella, he even says. Your heir to Marcella, which would then mean that Sansa and Joffrey are king and queen. 
Robin Marcella rule the north north. Nerf. Could you imagine Rule the Nerf. Rule the Nerf. Rule the Nerf. <laughs> King of the Nerf. King of the Nerf. King of the Nerf. And so could you imagine Rob and Marcella Stark ruling the North? Oh my god. Yeah, right? And then King well, would it be Joff, uh, Bur- Lannister? They would still be Baratheon at that point, even though Who it's the BS. fuck knows? But, yeah, so Ned's like, dude, shut the fuck up. No, that's bad. Yeah, he says, uh, Mar- marry your children to their children. It'll be four years till Joffrey comes of age. By then, he'll look to you as a second father. And if not, four years is a long time. Enough to deal with Stannis. And then, should Joffrey prove troublesome, we can reveal his little secret and seat Lord Renly instead. And Ned immediately which like isn't the question i'd be asking but ned says we and Littlefinger shrugs and says you'll need someone to share in the burdens and i assure you my price will be modest <laughs> and ned is past your price and his voice is ice lord baelish what you suggest is treason only if we lose and so ned goes on a fucking tangent here you forget you forget john aaron lol you forget Jory Cassell, and you forget this. And Ned draws out the dagger and lays it on the table between them. And a length of dragon bone and Valyrian steel, as sharp as the difference between right and wrong, true and false, life and death. All right, Ned. I re- well, he thought that. that I know was, he And so it. I just really, uh, God, I fucking enjoy those. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that's just a good description there of just sort of and that's sort of what's going on with ned well that's what this this whole fucking book yeah it's It's this these gray areas mm -hmm. and trying to make these decisions and so he says they sent a man to cut my son's throat lord baelish and littlefinger sighs he says i fear i did not forget my lord forgive me for a moment i did forget i was talking to a stark so it will be stannis and war yeah Ned's kind of offended there again, also, as if it was like a choice and or question. It's not a choice. Stannis is air. And Littlefinger asks, what would you have of me then? Why did you summon me here? Not for my wisdom, certainly. <laughs> and Ned says, well, I'll do my best to forget your wisdom. I called you here to ask for the help you promised Catelyn. Robert has named me protector, yet the world will still see Joffrey and his, as his son and heir. The queen has enough men to overwhelm what remains of my household guard, and for all I know, Jamie Lannister rides for King's Landing with a host as we speak. And you without an army, Littlefinger observes, and he toys with the Blade. dagger. And that he starts true. listing lords and ladies and Renly, people who might assist men, but they have like five, ten men in their yeah, retinue. Yeah, their household guards are pretty small. And so Ned says he needs the gold, gold cloaks. The city Two, guard. 2,000 strong, sworn to defend the castle, the city, and the king's peace. And Littlefinger then speaks up. But when the queen proclaims one hand and the hand... Or when one the king. queen proclaims one king and the hand another, who do they protect? And Littlefinger spins the bottle with the dagger, and it ends up landing on yeah. him. And he goes, oh, right. The one who pays them. And then he... He lays into Ned. He says, you wear your honor like a suit of armor, but all it does is weigh you down and make it hard for you to move. You know why you summoned me here. You know what has to be done, but it isn't honorable, so the words stick in your throat. And Ned is pissed. Yeah. He is 
pissed. Because Ned has basically implied exactly what he wants and needs, but he hasn't actually asked for anything. Yeah, no. And but so, yeah. Littlefinger little, knows what's yeah. being asked, and he laughs, and he says, I ought to make you say it, but that would be cruel. So for the, don't worry, my lord, for the sake of the love I bear Catelyn, I will go to Geno Slint this hour and make sure the gold cloaks are yours. 6,000 gold pieces should do it, and he breaks down where they're going. We might be able to get it for half, but I prefer not to take chances. Yeah. And he's smiling, he plucks up the dagger and offers it to Ned Hilt first. And that's the chapter close. So... That, to me, is one of Ned's most frustrating chapters. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, because we went heavy into it there with the Renly thing. And that was a mistake. He should have taken mistake. Renly. Because yeah. at least with Renly, there would have been less bloodshed. Renly wasn't out for, let's kill the bastards. Right. It let's was, capture, let's them, capture them, hold them, and still proclaim Joffrey king. He still was thinking Which, that as well. Which, if anything, think. thinking about it with Renly's, what are they going to do? They're going to, at most, probably kill some guard, some Lannister guardsmen. I could see the Kingsguard backing down as following Ned's command. Right, right. And so it would be some Lannister household guard, which, if Ned is going this route, is probably going to happen anyway Yeah, but see, and if that's the case, they take out some of the Lannister guards, then they capture Cersei anyway. Now they have a hostage Well, that's what I'm saying. They've got got Cersei, they've got the 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 kids. The kids. And so they they win. Plus they have, well, they don't have the imp anymore, but... uh, Well, But yeah. yeah, Tywin and Jaime... If they have Cersei captured, like... Cersei and the children, that's yeah, the whole that's it. A- legacy done. right they there. They don't have yeah. anything else to... And so, yeah, it would have there would have been bloodshed, but there's apparently going to be bloodshed regardless. So it would have just been a few Lannister guardsmen, which, big fucking whoop, and then they've got the queen and the royal children. And so Ned absolutely should have gone with Redley's plan. It would have been... I mean, obviously... Coulda, woulda, shoulda, yeah, and yeah, who yeah. knows what would have happened and come from it because it, things could have gotten a lot worse with that route, but we know what happens from here, and it ain't good But for we Ned. felt like that was a pretty big mistake. It so, definitely feels like that a That being said, do you have an induction? Yeah, I'm giving it to Renly because Renly fucking, he knew immediately what needed to be done. He was willing to make an alliance with Ned. Never. Tem- at least temporarily and do it. Never. Did I think I would see the day? Right, of me inducting Renly. You induct Renly. And then when Ned is being so headstrong and stubborn that, which it's funny that Ned calls fucking Robert headstrong, but. Yeah. But when he's being. Renly bounces. He's like, all right, this is the one dude who could potentially do something and listen to reason and is honorable enough to try to do something. And, and my brother's best friend in Hand of the King, like, yeah, I should go to yeah. him and make an alliance. And then when Ned is just too honorable, then Renly's like, all right, all right fuck this. Like, wh- what up, Loris? Like, get on my horse. Let's do this. And so, yeah, I'm giving it to Renly because I think that was a smart move. He tried to make an alliance with the most valuable person that he could. And he offered him failed, advice, too. So, uh, sound, valid advice. Yeah, no, it, his way would have led to the least amount of bloodshed, and R- Littlefinger actually nailed it right on the fucking head. It was either Ned had to support Joffrey, or he had to take them. And so him choosing Stannis means him choosing war. And so, yeah, Renly is gonna go and prepare for that war, and now 
I will begin my detesting of him because he opposes Stannis, yeah, the one yeah. true king. So I did also want Which is funny that I'm arguing so hard for it, but, like, I adore Stannis. And yeah, think Stannis yeah. should be on the throne. I'm 100% no, with No, you're Ned. just pointing out Ned's mistake yeah, in no, this, where, you know, in order to... Stannis! Um, you reminded me of something that I really enjoyed. Uh, Littlefinger said that he almost forgot that he was talking to a star. Yeah. Bullshit. No. That's how this plan is where he knew that Ned wasn't going to seize the children and do like cuz he still wants to kick off the War of the Five Kings. Like that's his plan. And but knowing that you know if he did go and make peace with the Lannister with Cersei, like if Ned was like fuck it, for the good of the realm, I'm going to go sleep with that bitch. I'm going to let her rule me. I'm going to rule with her word. Let's fucking go with this. Littlefinger would have been like, "Oh, yeah. Uh well, there, there goes my plan, Pretty and much. put in the, just the most ultimate power couple in the history of ever, yeah. Cersei and Ned, just fucking going crazy, like, vindictive, like, Ned just down the rabbit hole. But Darth he Ned. knows exactly, yeah, no shit. Darth Ned. He knows exactly who Ned is. He's not, that's not going to happen. No. He did not forget that he was talking to a Stark. He knew exactly Well, that, that how was what Ned was so funny, act. is he literally, the sentence before that says, I fear I did not forget, my lord. Yeah. Because Ned just called him out on it. So, no, yeah, Littlefinger knew exactly what he was doing. And so, I suppose, inductee? Uh, I'll give mine to Barrist in the bold. Poor, poor like, Barristan. This guy's just doing the best he can. <laughs> And and it's some of the best work you'll ever see from a knight. But like he just gets handed the shit end of the stick. Yeah, no, he man. gets he gets some shitty pre- people to protect. Like, and that's if shitty. Ba- if Barristan the Bold was down at the Tower of Joy, maybe maybe then Leon would have been. Uh, Ned wouldn't have handled shit so well. You know, maybe he could have turned the tide against Ned and the them guys. But like. I don't know. I just feel bad for Barristan because he's so tore up about it, and then he's no, going to be—he's honorable... getting dismissed soon for you know this kind of stuff. Like for you this, let the king yeah. die, you weren't capable, and it's like fuck you. You know, he just wants to serve someone who's yeah. good and righteous, and he's gotten two shit kings. So yeah, I feel that Barry, Barry, I'll call him Barry as he yes. comes and sits by the fire for a well-earned mead. Yeah, so those are our inductees. Those are our thoughts on this chapter. If you have any thoughts about it yourself or some inductees or anything else regarding Game of Thrones in general, write into us. We can be found everywhere. We are one. No, I'm just, we're, we're not Legion. We can be found at Gmail, without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. What the fuck are you doing over here? Give the Facebook or something. Uh, Facebook.com slash, slash Brotherhood Podcast, since you didn't know that. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach is on Twitter at Carstark92. Uh, we're on Instagram at Without Manners or Manners Without. Or I think it's Without Manners. My, one of these days, we're, what, like 52 episodes in now? We'll get the socials down one day. Patreon.com slash Without Manners. It's so fucking manners. different. It's obnoxious. It is. I feel it's, you, listeners. It's crazy. It's obnoxious. Yeah, we're, we, it's we're working on we're something. We're figuring it. Or we're just going to stop using a majority of them, and we're going to focus on just a few, like the Twitter and the Facebook. But we'll figure and Patreon. Out. And, well, obviously, leave Patreon, us rate and Gmail. reviews wherever you can. Those are incredibly nice to hear, and they help us out quite a bit. We appreciate those from every one of you guys. I think that's going to be about it this episode. Next week, we're reading John. John, John 6. John is going to be saying his vows. Yes, which is going to be sick. Which After... is interesting, somebody taking vows while his surrogate father is currently... 
breaking some and and making some yeah and, yeah and thinking and so about some and that john episode may be a bit on the shorter side the chapter and so we might couple that with the ed the nettered episode after that one maybe um because they're similar in length and i think it might be fun to couple those two together maybe back to back maybe if that if not though either way so john does his vows then we're right back in it with ned again yeah and ned is in trouble yeah that's when he's gonna get a dagger to his throat I did warn you not to trust me. But otherwise, that's going to be it. That we'll does it. catch you on the next one. Flip John flop. there. Warehouse. Vela de Harris. Peace. What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff, gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh... You can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do?